Hello guys, welcome to this new edition of Mind Podcast. This is Adit Kapadia uh, welcoming you. Uh, I know it's been about a 10-day gap between the last one and this one, but we got two podcasts coming up in a very short time. A political podcast and an ideological podcast, which talks about ideological issues, cultural issues. Uh, it's going to be a fantastic one. I'm not going to <coughs> give away much details about the second one. But the first one is going to focus on the big local body election results that happened in Gujarat this week. And we'll also talk about the state elections uh, happening in various parts of India. Uh, we were waiting. Now the elections have been officially announced. So we'll talk about both the impact. And together with me, I got, I've got a fantastic guest. Um, I've got political analyst, a columnist, author from Gujarat uh, and a good friend, Chayank Mehta. Hi, Chayank. How are you? Hi Adit, how are you? Or, or, and if, if anyone doesn't know, so for all you political junkies, stay around the next 30-40 minutes, they're going to be a lot of fun. So, uh, Chang, what a week, right? A fantastic week for us political junkies. Or, and after COVID, I mean, I don't say we are in the post-COVID era because COVID is still very much around. We are seeing another spike and thing. But after the whole like 2020 thing, this seems like the first election where I know Bihar elections happened, but they happened under the shadow of COVID and stuff. So now it seems like the election season is finally up and kicking. How do you view this? So I think uh, if, if you look uh, or watch the results closely, it's a, it's a kind of double bonanza because we had eight seats in Vidhan Sabha which had gone to bipoles, if you can recollect. Yes. And BJP scored uh, victory in all of them. In fact, Morbi mm-hmm. was one seat which was a uh, kind of a matter of prestige for all those, uh, the Hardiks of the world, but that uh, made it that uh, the partisan movement will uh, eventually cost BJP. But BJP mm-hmm. pulled through uh, and with good numbers, they, they, they won that seat also. And they, yeah. win all, they won all the eight seats. Mm-hmm. And I think this time. And uh, in fact, if the numbers are to believe, BJP has actually bettered its performance compared to uh, last municipal elections. Absolutely. So, so, so actually, um, I wanted to uh, give out some numbers here. So yeah. in, in, out of the, and I'm reading the numbers uh, from the Times of India report. Uh, basically, in Ahmedabad, the BJP's vote share went up to 50, from 50 to 54.5%. In Surat, it um, the vote share uh, of the BJP went slightly down from 51 to 48 uh, percent. But Surat was the most fascinating one, where the Congress vote share went from 39.8 to 18 percent, and the Aadmi Party's vote share went up to about 28 percent. Right. In Rajkot, BJP again 53 percent, Bhavnagar 52 percent, uh, Jamnagar uh, 50 50. 50% and in Varoda 57%, the highest. So the BJP has almost crossed the 50% margin everywhere except for Surat where it's 48.9%. So it's just unbelievable. The And this is after 15-20 years of being in power. Absolutely. I think, see Adit, by if uh, since you, you traveled to Ahmedabad, if I'm not wrong, last last year you were in Ahmedabad. Last year, actually. Exactly last when we met. Yeah. yeah, when we had met. And uh, uh, Narendra Bhai, I still remember when he was the chief minister of Gujarat. And uh, you see, typically our mentality is such, especially in case of civic body elections, mm-hmm. whenever some new work is going on, new roads are being developed, new bridges and new overbridges are being constructed, the, the daily commuters face some problem till the time the construction work is going on. Mm-hmm. And traditionally, the scenario was that the incumbents were voted out. Why? Because the people used to feel, yeah, boss, road pe, yaar, road ka jakka jam laga hua hai, kaam ho raha hai, kaafi, kaafi time se khatam nahi ho raha hai, pipe dal rahe, paani ke kaam khatam nahi ho raha hai. 
the people have actually become far sighted if you can recollect and narendra bhai used to say this thing very nice in a in a nice manner that you in amdavad in rajkot in baroda in surat or in jamnagar you go to in any corner north east west south for 10 kilometers and you will see some development work going on message was that if the if the agar khadda khul raha hai wahan pe which means that government is working over there if if a dam if a bridge is being constructed which means that the government the, the local body is actually functioning so people are having a force people are have become far sighted that look we are facing problems as commuters but the work which is going on the civic bodies are doing work for us secondly most important if you can see the overall voting percentage was somewhat low than expectation and i i have completely appreciate there were a lot of people there were apprehensions about covid also so a lot of people have actually not stepped out of their houses uh, considering the uh, fear of corona mm. despite this they they have able they are able to breach that 50% margin and they are able to maintain that winning streak i think it's a very important uh, status uh, stat for us to play, to play devil's advocate here a lot say that it's the bjp faithful that always comes out and the people who might not leaning towards bjp were skeptical of covid right this is a excuse and the then the other excuse usually the wobi they think there is a, if the opposition were to get together they would have lost but isme to ye bhi nahi hota because bjp has mostly gotten more than 50% everywhere so i don't know but what would you give uh, respond to those people if they tell you this logic no i think i see you have to understand the two three factors very importantly i think this is the first time uh, last time when you were in andhra pradesh we discussed that andhra pradesh municipal corporation is expanding its limits a lot of areas which were in erstwhile urban andhra pradesh rural areas they have now been incorporated within andhra pradesh urban areas also mm-hmm. then you have to understand that andhra pradesh is no more a typical gujarati city is becoming a cosmopolitan city mm-hmm. we are seeing a lot of migrants who are staying here in andhra pradesh rajkot surat also surat is having a huge migrant population so to to counter them let me tell them very clearly that was uh, the numbers are clearly indicative of the fact that everyone who is staying here in gujarat they are actually witnessing development hmm. and people have become as i mentioned earlier also that they have become far sighted people can see that okay the work of our metro rail is under development work for bullet train is under development uh, work for the sports complex the much controversial thing which <laughs> was there in the last two three days it's under development river front is being developed uh, on all sides so people are seeing development and people are genuinely voting for good governance and and one there is one thing also right among the congress if i ask anyone who is the new leader that you have seen emerge out of the congress in gujarat and most people will take the name of hardik patel and hardik patel is not even a congress leader he's come out of this uh, pass agit and he has been a total failure as a congress president in fact the people who supported this agitation supported up this time in surat Absolutely. that up has gotten the vote and it may have gotten some urban votes here and there but by and large the congress vote that went or the pass vote so to speak of the reservation went to that now what people don't understand is that it's not that if bjp does not get the pass a patel vote and again the patel vote is also divided it's not a monolith right but there are some caste com- compositions where some castes who are not happy about the patel agitation who have voted for the congress will actually come back in the bjp fold which absolutely. is why we saw the return of alpesh thakur absolutely in fact if you if you if you consider this elections i think this, this is a watershed moment in gujarat politics uh last vidhan sabha elections and by by elections uh, alpesh thakur technically he is see now he is in bjp technically he is not relegated to uh, and he is now no he is nowhere right 
हार्दिक पटेल वी हैव सीन ही हैज बीन अ फेलियर इन ऑल द एट बाय इलेक्शंस ही हैज बीन अ फेलियर इन लोकल बॉडी इलेक्शंस इन फैक्ट इफ 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 यू लुक एट आई वाज जस्ट गोइंग टू हाईलाइट बट सिंस यू हैव रेज्ड द क्वेश्चन द विनिंग स्ट्रीक ऑफ एआईएमआईएम ओएसएस पार्टी इन माइनॉरिटी डोमिनेटेड पॉकेट्स इन अहमदाबाद दे 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 गॉट सेवन सीट्स दिस टाइम सेवन वार्ड्स या ओके मार्क माय वर्ड्स OAC is going to play this card very well and he will certainly field candidates where he understands that there is a demographic advantage available to his party and one of the seats which would uh, which would witness if at all I, 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 it's it's my hunch that one of the seats which would uh, witness a uh, multi corner contest is wadgam because you know wadgam the demographics are such which actually favor uh, aimim so actually now somebody who is actually facing a threat to his political career is mr jignesh mewani Hmm. Absolutely, and A I M I M. Sorry, I said seven wards. I misspoke. Seven seats, basically. Seven and A I M I M got three point nine four percent of the vote. So yeah. almost four percent of the vote. And this was just in Ahmedabad. You have yeah. pockets in Banaraskanta. You have pockets in in you know Vargao. There are seats where this might happen. And if A I M Over the state gets about two or three percent of the vote. It may not seem much, but in pockets it could be ten to fifteen percent. That could be quite significant. Absolutely, and I think uh, that happens. Believe me. Uh, again, it, it, of course, it will lead to polarization of votes also because we all know what does Owe, Mr. Ovesi stand for, yeah. and the kind of uh, speeches he makes and the kind of ideology he supports. Mm-hmm. So yes, certainly he he is going to polarize the votes. And most importantly, I think if I'm not wrong, the election commission rule says that if you are able to garner three percent or more votes in a state election, you actually get recognized as a state party. Wow! Really. So I think yes, yes. I think there is there is this, this uh, norm. He's that, trying to do that in Gujarat in Maharashtra because Maharashtra, though he's been he's actually had three MLAs in Maharashtra. Yes, yes, absolutely. So absolutely. Um, it's going to be interesting, right? And um, <laughs> not that Chang and I agree with OYC, <laughs> we disagree with him. But there is one thing that's the reality that he is getting votes. So what do you do about it, right? I mean, he's going to stand in West Bengal also. He's standing in Uttar Pradesh also, and I almost feel like he's projecting himself to be a a a, a pan India party to for sections of the Muslim community like Mayawati was to the Dalit community. That is what I think he's trying to do. I don't know if he's going to succeed because there are a lot of divisions there also. Like I don't think he's going to go to Mallapuram and do that in Kerala. Now he won't be doing that. And secondly, I think Adil, the, the most important fa- part is uh, in this case of elections also. I tweeted this also that for years the Gujarati community as such and Gujarati voters as such have been demonized by mainstream media for voting BJP. Mm-hmm. And despite two thousand two and if you recollect, I think uh, today is one of the. I mean, last yesterday was the anniversary of Gudra Karnesh. If you can recollect. so the gujarati population per se has been de- demonized a lot and, and whenever you try to polarize something in the name of secularism it also creates counter polarization also and this is what has happened in gujarat they they demonize gujarati voters enough that now they 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 are they are, they are pissed off with this uh, so called secular Let, politics let's move off move from that point to the whole aap debate right because a lot of people are saying that there is some stunning emergence of the aap and you know people are having the same sort of 2014 memories ki aap to urban constituencies mein aa jayengi and people of urban india will suddenly start wake up and just like 5000 people showed up to nazar in mumbai 5000 votes also it will get like right. so what do you make of that So see, uh, factually speaking, I think what happened was that there there are two three uh, the power centers in uh, pass movement also. Okay, so pass is the main body which actually from which Hardik Patel emerged as a leader. Hmm. After Hardik joined Congress, another fellow was uh, Alpesh Kathiria. Alpesh Kathiria was sent to jail because he was charged for uh, 
uh, waging war against the country and he was involved in uh, riot and arson mm-hmm. now pas group was actually trying desperately to get tickets uh, from congress Hmm. Arvik somehow was not able to manage that, and somehow Congress, uh, I mean, all the all all those requests to give tickets to past leaders fell on deaf ears, and Congress uh, tried to play uh, play its tricks that no no we'll we'll uh, we'll look into this and we'll look into that, and then when past realized that this time the Congress is not going to support them or Congress is not going to give tickets to their candidates, what they did was that they en masse they shifted towards Amadmi Party. And if you recollect, I think this is not the first time. If you can recollect, the same thing happened in uh, during Gujarat Vidhan Sabha elections also in 2017. And one of the candidates, I think, uh, Lalit Vasoya in Jamnagar, he was one person. He is also he has also emerged from this entire party that moment also. And there was a lot of lot of issues and lot of controversy which had happened. That past past leaders were actually telling him that you should not have contested from Congress party. You should have taken ticket. But eventually, he he contested, and uh, then then again uh, there was some back channel. Historically, historically, uh, in this whole celebration of the Kham alliance that Hong Kongers came up in 1985, which drive un- drives me nuts every time it's pulled up because Rajdeep and everyone will talk about the Kham alliance, the Shatriya Harijan Adivasi Muslim alliance that Madhusudan Solanki came up with, where he got 149 seats out in 1985, but no one talks about in 1990 how he got wiped out to 32 seats. Right? Exactly, because he <laughs> kept the Patels out of power. He he managed to demonize a significant uh, sect of Gujarati population, some from the upper caste, some from the trading community. It was, and that, and he didn't do anything from the for the communities that he represented. Then <laughs> I mean, said like the amount of riots that you saw from 1985 onwards, the amount of you know um, issues, the tribal issues that came up, right? Except for a few pockets of where these same leaders were, you know, in in their MLA seats and whoever the Bahubalis of those MLA areas, they they, they went they did good stuff for them, but they didn't do anything for the state. Second, see, I think uh, uh, you made a very important point that uh, he he got so many seats uh, using that calm card. But imagine, despite doing this, he was not till Narendra Bai came in. He was not the longest serving chief minister of the state. It was Hitendra Desai. Yeah, right. So who, despite who the did <laughs> look up Hitendra Desai and look up Indira Gandhi and Hitendra Desai was from the Congress. Yes, he never played that card. It was Madhav Sesolanki who played that card and still couldn't retain. Still yeah. couldn't remain in office for long as much as Hitendra Desai remained in office. Yeah. So I think Gujarat elections, Gujarati population per se, which is often said for us that we uh, Gujaratis per se are having uh, for, uh, foresight. and they they maintain uh, i mean they have this kind of affinity for those leaders who will play a rebellious role against the center against anyone who actually tries to do harm to gujarat and one of the reason chiman bhai patel was very popular uh, among gujaratis because he used to take on indira gandhi that was if you don't do justice to gujarat i i won't take it lightly you know chiman bhai had some fa- had some fan following among among elders because of this still does so, yeah still does and narendra bhai is ex- after chiman bhai it was narendra bhai who Then came up with this idea that was Gujarat is a state and you cannot be my state. Even though Patel stands on Sardar Sarovar was also very against what the Congresses was. Absolutely, absolutely. And in fact, Chiman Bai was, if I am not wrong, if my memory serves me right, Chiman Bai was a vocal supporter of ban on cow slaughter. Okay, I did not know that. Yeah. Yeah. If I am not wrong, yes. If my memory serves me, he was one of those Congress leaders. He was vocal about ban on cow slaughter. But here is the thing, right? You have Chiman Bai. You had. Um, Uh, Amarsi Chaudhary, you had uh, Madhusudan Solanki, and you had uh, I forget a couple Prabodh Rawal, uh, yeah. right? Uh, all of their 
all of these four leaders their kids are have right now in the last 25 um, years they have just done passing the parcel they give the gujarat president usme se ek do aa gaye gadvi aa gaya bk gadvi again you know you had uh, paresh dhanani come you had the shakti singh goel come arjun modwadia come so it's just these five six people give passing the parcel but there is no one pan gujarat leader they have nor do they have that connect which their dads had even with their local masses right like i cannot imagine um, madhav si solanki losing his mla seat like shakti singh goel lost yes yes it just wouldn't happen because he would know whatever said and done he has to win his own. or even vaghela losing a lok sabha seat when he after he went from bjp to congress right um so what i don't understand is has congress gujarat congress lost the connect with the people and are they trying to become a rahul gandhi congress where they take that leftist position which gujaratis are not traditionally leftists yes i think this is one of the facts uh, which has happened and uh, believe me uh, i don't know if the grape finds uh, grape wine are to be believed but i have heard grape finds that uh, there is a lot of resentment uh, among the lead, uh, among the leaders of gujarat congress that the kind of uh, ideology which mewani supports or the, i mean look look what happened mewani he contested as an independent because of tacit support of congress and eventually that fellow goes goes to lok sabha elections and then starts support cpi so see when as a leader as a local leader when you go to your constituency people are going to ask you questions right that boss what are you doing how are you supporting this fellow so there is a lot of resentment within congress also hmm. it is not coming out but yes i i have heard that there is a lot of resentment in congress and if if you recollect even at the height even at the peak of 2002 riots uh if if the reports are to believe there were a lot of congress cadres also who were, who have been charged that uh, they were involved in uh, riot and arson against the minorities hmm. and if if you recollect that incident where amar si choudhary he has actually named three congress leaders that uh ehsan uh, uh, jafri could not be served because his own congress leaders didn't supported him didn't give went to save him this this there is an article in times of india on this really yeah there's an article amar si choudhary has actually named those those guys Hmm. And he, one of the leaders he has named is Himmat Singh Patel, who is right now an MLA from Bapu Nagar. Who is the mayor or something, right? Or in the mayor? Mayor? And so I, I don't understand what is going on, right? Uh, uh, but let me let's let's expand this. Let's expand this discussion to pan-state level, right? And we're going to go to the other states in five minutes, guys, uh, because Chang and I can talk about Gujarat and history for about at least three hours more. Um, What, do you think in 2022 i know it's uh, two years away but gujarat elections is is at that weird strange point which is one and a half year away from the national campaign and since what narendra bhai did after december 2012 pretty much kick started his national campaign from that it almost because up happens eight months before then gujarat gujarat himachal they all happen and then you the national campaign starts and then you have karnataka rajasthan madhya pradesh chatisgarh so that's pretty much how it works so what do you think will happen like because if the bjp doesn't come to power in gujarat it is going to be a humongous thing but does it look likely that the bjp will lose power in gujarat uh Uh, not that because i am sympathetic to bjp or I, i but i think the kind of reading which i am seeing and the kind of discussions i have with people hmm. nobody sees any other alternative people hmm. are actually seeing bjp as the only alternative to vote for hmm. second thing i think one thing which we missed an very important aspect which nobody is discussing is hmm. the very fact that bjp has won civil civic body elections is also testimony to the fact that people have actually trusted the way state government has dealt with corona hmm. Recall, like when the plague thing happened in Surat, soon after that Congress was wiped out from mm. the state. 
because of mishandling of plague. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. So if, despite Corona and despite the fact that actually judiciary had come down heavily on the state government, of course, it was an unprecedented situation and state government did its best, tried its best to do. Despite this, if the people have voted, which means the people are trusting the way state machinery, civic body machineries have handled the entire crisis. Exactly, exactly. So, so is, this, is, this is an important factor and I think this is one of the reasons and by the time we reached to 2022, I think Metro would have been constructed, a lot yeah. of other things, uh, projects are under pipeline, new airport, uh, airports I have been sanctioned, uh, Ahmedabad airport has already been uh, under development with uh, Adani's. So I think people are going to vote for BJP only, uh, I don't see yeah. any chance. And these guys, uh, the, 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 the trio, I think Alpesh is now with BJP, so uh, anyways there's one wicket down. And the remaining two guys, I told you that Hardik, he is facing a struggle from within his own party. <laughs> by, by 2022, I doubt he would remain as Congress working president. And as far as Jignesh is concerned, his own seat might be threatened because OSC might be seeing an opportunity on that particular seat. Yeah, right, right now, I think Vijay Rupani is the second longest uh, BJP chief minister in Gujarat because I think he's yeah. served longer than Keshubai. Yeah. Because it's yes. been for four years and 201 days and Keshubai has, uh, Keshubai was, has only been for, I think, uh, a total of four years or less than that even. For, yeah. Um, yeah. For, uh, maybe four, uh, four years and a little bit more, but I think Rupani has served longer than Keshubai. Yeah. And most important, most important factor in this, Keshubai also faced a crisis. When Keshubai was in the office, Gujarat faced earthquake, if you can recollect. Absolutely. So, and, and I mean, the whole, uh, uh, I mean, he was moved out of power because of what happened, you know, with the bipoles and everything. So, how do yes. you do that? So, see, I think that, that as I mentioned, that uh, the way things have been managed, and Vijay Masi, he continues to carry that good impression. He, 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 people actually trust him, that people actually realize that here is a man. Uh, he, he may not be as, as, as verbose, he may not be as. Uh, uh, as vocal as another way, but people trust his leadership. That here is a man; he he, he won't do anything wrong uh, as a sitting chief minister. Absolutely, absolutely. The pace might be slow. He might be a, he, he might be like a tortoise, but uh, he, he he will he will reach the finish line. Yeah, also, he seemed to be very 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 clean, right? Compared yes. to compared to uh, the options on the other side in the Congress. <laughs> so, absolutely. So that's that's Gujarat. Let's go to the other states where the elections have been announced: West Bengal, Tamil Nadu, Assam, Kerala, and Puducherry, the Union Territory. Of so, what do you? How do you view Bengal and Tamil Nadu are the big prizes, right? Yeah. How do you view Bengal? Uh, what do you think is happening there? So I think uh, I, I had a chat with few of my friends uh, who are in West Bengal, and they said that West Bengal is a typical state where you won't you would never see a hung assembly kind of situation. Hmm. People of Bengal always vote on the extreme lines. So either they would vote entirely for left, either they would vote entirely for TMC, or either they would vote for entirely BJP. And this time scenario looks like that BJP is gaining a strong foothold in uh, uh, West Bengal. And uh, I think I think the uh, uh, winds of change are actually blowing in uh, West Bengal. Interesting. So there are people. I mean, <laughs> I don't. Know. And, and, I think there is a Gujarat connect in West Bengal also, if you can recollect, few days back, uh, Mr. Dinesh Trivedi, who is a Gujarati from West Bengal, he actually yeah. resigned from his Congress, yeah. He was a tall leader of TMC, if oh, you can recollect. And uh, now uh, the uh, the national media, especially from the left, are wondering who, who the hell to praise as the railway minister, because they spent all these years praising Dinesh Trivedi as the railway minister, and if he resigns and goes to the BJP, 
और गोज क्लोजर टू द बीजेपी देर बी शॉक्ट कह रहे भाई अब तो गाली देनी पड़ेगी दिनेश सो इट्स इंटरेस्टिंग बेसिकली what and dinesh trivedi and mamta's sort of rift is well known i mean this happened even 4 5 years ago right yeah. uh, B- bengal bjp won 18 seats lok sabha seats last time and bjp is comfortably you can see will cross 100 the whole debate is are they going to get closer to 140 which is the magic number now conventionally i would not say this would happen because usually we have seen that the voters might vote differently in state and nationally in orissa you saw that where bjp got 6 or 7 lok sabha seats but they got a disproportionate lesser number of mlas there in right. assembly so do you see that happening right i mean there is a chance but this is a very unconventional election because there is genuine concern amongst the people in west bengal that the tmc is targeting a lot of people who are not friendly to the party right i think the most important is what differentiates odisha from west bengal as as, as a bystander if i can say is that uh in odisha there are two things i think navin patnaik again like vijay bhai carries a clean impression yeah. right so there is a lot of emotional connect also with him and he has an emotional connect with the people also and he has been managing things very well in fact i met a gentleman from uh, odisha uh, in january mm-hmm. he told me that you may not find electricity in some city of odisha mm-hmm. but there won't be a single village in odisha where you won't find electricity wow. navin babu actually managed that so but in bengal i think bengal somewhere because it, it the way uh, for uh, for 30 long years it was with left and then it has been tmc the kind of development it should have witnessed it is still not witnessing that development mm-hmm. i think an average uh, bengali is uh, actually look, now looking for that they they need kind of development they they need to shun that image that was this is a left den and uh, nothing can happen no industrialization can take place in this this particular state hmm 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 so they uh, yes i think uh, one of the reason what differentiates between odisha and that there is genuine amount of anti incumbency also prevailing in mamta banerji and security is a big thing right like yes. people misunderstand or you know they don't um, sort of give the importance how much security plays an important role in people making the decision if they feel threatened by those who are supposed to be in power by the cadres of those who are supposed to be in power they are going to vote them out right exactly. and vice versa even if they are not performing that much on economic front but they are providing a stable secure government where they can prosper and they are not you know worried about whether they the time they step out of the house they might be hit by something then they do try to reward tend to reward those parties Yes, and and I think see, Bengal is also one state where which has uh, tremendous amount of high sub-nationalist feelings, right? They they have tremendous amount of that pride about the Bengali yeah. culture, literature. Yeah. Now somebody told me I was having a chat with another Bengali friend, and he told me that Citizenship Amendment Act. I think the people are thinking that CA will have the biggest impact in Jammu Kashmir or Assam. But in fact, there are a lot of takers of and supporters of CA in Bengal. There are a lot of refugees who have come from Bangladesh and actually are waiting that their number comes and they become citizens of India. Yeah, there's there's this connect also, and that particular connection also will work in favor of BJP. Also, I have to tell people that uh, you know all these Mina Harrises and people in America try try talk about how farm laws is a pan India issue and pan national issue. Why is no single campaign in Bengal, Kerala, Tamil Nadu, anything talking in detail about farm laws? In fact, Rahul Gandhi tried to talk about farm laws, forgetting, and proposed APMC in Kerala, forgetting Kerala doesn't have APMC. Doesn't. Uh, so yeah, you, you have people in um, 
in areas of western up in areas of haryana in punjab who may have some legitimate concerns but they the government has asked 15 to 16 times for talks yaar you can't just completely indefinite hold ke repeal karo because the government has said the msp is not going the government has said and i mean i don't want to get into discussion about the farmers because we've had many on my podcast do check it out but that's what i was trying to say so let's move on from bengal to tamil nadu Okay, but I think one thing which we should uh, we should be looking at is that in 2022, because see, Gujarat was one of the first states to come out and say support uh, farm laws. In 2022, we will see the impact of those those farm laws if at all being implemented in Gujarat also. And you know, Gujarati farmers are known for their their, their business acumen. You have farm you have farmers who are actually selling directly to uh, companies like McCain. They are selling directly to companies, and uh, Amul is the biggest success story uh, where where farmers have actually uh, worked together and have set up a giant corporate. And now farmers are actually working with private sector also here in Gujarat. Absolutely, absolutely. So I, I mean, I I don't know, you know, how to how to view this, but I mean, you know, for the want of time, I have to move from Bengal to Tamil Nadu. And what do you think, Tamil Nadu people are saying that it's not as easy for uh, Stalin and DMK and Congress as people are making out to be. The Anna DMK and the BJP NDA alliance is putting up a good fight. Yes, I I heard the I heard similar thing. What I was told was that if you had asked one of my friend told me that if you had asked me this question last year. Hmm. that uh, how does uh, election look like in tamil nadu i would have say, completely said that dmk is going to come to power yeah. but now i am saying that no dmk is facing uh, uh, run for its votes aia yeah. dmk is putting out and what he said i think he made a very important point i don't know whether i should be saying this publicly but he said that dmk cadre in tamil nadu is now similar to what is accused of samajwadi party cadre that was sort of they, they are uh, they, uh, i mean Heads, stubborn guys. They be, uh, do that kind of gunda uh, gundi or baubali kind of netas have come up in Tamil Nadu, and every every, every local neta has become a baubali in Tamil Nadu. And then, uh, he, I mean, what he told me was that if DMK comes to power in in Tamil Nadu, Tamil Nadu should will shun its image of ease of doing business. Under Panir Selvam, I think Tamil Nadu ease of doing business it has actually achieved ease of business doing business. and the cm is actually taking some action against all those people all these hoodlums all these people who are uh, who are doing illegal things and who are trying to threaten genuine businesses he is taking action against them and what do you view like a lot of people are saying that admk is running a very local campaign and bjp sometimes is taking the national issues the cultural issues do you see that interesting dichotomy and it's not really a dichotomy as much as it's proving to be an asset in a place like tamil nadu i think uh, bjp uh, typically the way the, the election machinery of bjp works i think they 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 play a long game instead of playing a short sighted game they they usually play a very uh, i think far sighted game and somewhere i think they will establish a connect between local issues which i think they will uh, uh, rely on iadmk and eventually when the, the, the connect starts happening and then ripples are uh, they will start seeing ripple effect of it i think nationalist institution will, will come into play hmm. fascinating fascinating so this is the again guys we are going to do detailed deep dives into all these states this is only us giving a quick preview of what's going to happen but over the weeks we'll do deep dive in each and every state and their issues how do you view kerala right do you see kerala again like it's a very strange thing right bjp has seems to have potential and then it holds back every time in state elections every time people get excited every time they hold back so and i don't think they are holding back per se but there is also like where will the you know votes go do you do do people do strategic voting so how does that work 
I think the uh, BJP, uh, what I think it's missing uh, probably in Kerala, I think it's a strong face. Uh, that, that was one thing because the moment you give a strong face to the party, people might vote. And I think uh, recently, like we witnessed the local body in local body polls in Gujarat, I think there, there are some local body polls, uh, some local body elections in Kerala where BJP has emerged uh, uh, victorious. And mm-hmm. people are actually connecting it with that, that this might uh, replicate in Vidhan Sabha also. And in fact, we have been talking for long that I think Trivandrum would be the first seat uh, because for long BJP is doing a photo finish on that particular seat. Yeah, so they, they have managed one Vidhan Sabha seat in Nemom, which is a part yeah. of the Trivandrum thing, but they need more sort of, you know, and they need younger faces also uh, than yes. Oraja Gopal, who has been a very loyal worker for the BJP, but he's, I think, 90 plus. So now, yeah. so. But now we have the Metro Man also in the party. I have a lot of respect for Mr. Sridharan, but he's not exactly young also. He's also 88. Yes, <laughs> so yes. That's what I'm saying. So he, he, he will, will be a good asset and I think he should be accommodated in the advisory committee and, you know, of the national government. But you also need young, one young face probably leading the party. And, you know, who's that? Uh, I think K. Surendran and all of them and all, they're there. But I think, uh, I think we discussed some time back, uh, I think, uh, and at that point of time, I had asked that, uh, why not Suresh Gopi? I think, uh, mm-hmm. why he, he, uh, he doesn't walk that kind of limelight, which I think he ideally should. Well, so here is the weird thing, right? In Kerala, movie stars have worked, but not as much as in Tamil Nadu or Andhra. Right. I mean, you. Yeah. how many movie stars have you seen become chief ministers of Kerala? Right. And compare that to Andhra and uh, or even MPs. Right. So it's it's very different. I mean, there is, I think, Innocent one. Uh, there is a movie actor called Innocent who won once or twice. And I mean, there must be a few here and there, but not as much as you see. So I think that culture also doesn't exist that automatically fans. Now, unless when if Mohanlal or Mamuti, one of them would come, then we'll see yeah. a whole uh, different thing. And that's um, Mohanlal is going to be a part of my recommendations this week because I have been floored by his latest movie. So we were going to talk about that a little later. But um, from Kerala, Puducherry is a very interesting thing, right? Narendra Modi made a trip there. Narayan Swami government lost a no-confidence motion a week before the election, right? So it's no longer even uh, a caretaker government. And Narayan Swami's position himself was wrong because um, Congress projected someone else as the chief minister and then suddenly they got close to power and Narayan Sami was paratrooped overnight uh, as the, uh, you know, because he's obviously a Gandhi family loyalist and they still haven't learned, right? <clears throat> this happened in Madhya Pradesh where Kamal Nath was paratrooped overnight. This happened in Rajasthan. So, ye, or Rajasthan mein khair is a little more popular than all of these people, but it's and it's always backfired. Yeah. I can guarantee you uh, <coughs> If Congress had ever won Gujarat, you would have seen um, a guy called Madhusudan Mistri also in contention to be the chief minister, right? He oh, absolutely, absolutely. But um, he would have been more popular. He, he, he would have been the one who would be calling the shots in the state unit. No, but I have to tell you one very funny uh, thing before we come to Puducherry, guys. I don't know. So there was this, um, I think, Gujarat elections 2007 or 12, there was a discussion happening and Veer Sangvi was uh, uh, one of the panelists. Now, Veer is obviously from Mumbai, stays in Delhi, but, you know, he's a Gujarati also. So he was asking, um, uh, you know, what do you think about the Congress? He's like, Congress doesn't take Gujaratis or Gujarat seriously. So they are not going to get votes. So someone, uh, some Congress spokesperson said that, um, no, no, we take very seriously. We have some very senior leaders. So Veer is like, Acha, name them. And he said, Are, why? We have people like uh, Madhusudan Mistri. And so, so Veer started laughing. He's like, who? 
and he's like madhusudan mr he's like exactly my point this is why no gujarati state congress seriously listen to him right now who he named as the senior leader so and this is veer sangvi is no fan of the bjp but i'm saying even him who might be a little sympathetic to an old madhurao sindhya congress you know was laughing at the prospect of madhusudan mistri being lead, lead. i mean he he's passed away and you know uh, uh, right now and i mean but he was seen very close to the gandhi family and usko rajya sabha seat the biggest thing was he used to get rajya sabha seat him and there was another guy i forget um uh, pravin cheda or someone who used to get the rajya sabha seat uh, I, i forget the name no no pravin rajya pravin rashtrapal because he was the neutral candidate amongst all sides which no one felt that from yes so you know i i think one thing which the state log i think uh, since you have raised this point about gujarati congress leaders also if you notice and if you if you even ask you see family members also they were never this kind of they never held this kind of leftist positions which their central leadership holds they they always try, used to strike that balance and the one reason see when in anand also for long bharat solanki he, he has a dedicated vote bank over there he commands a dedicated vote bank and in their local campaigns they never used to do, do this kind of pandering to a certain section of votes which the national leadership does and if you recollect recently only in jamnagar uh, uh, vikram madam's video had come up where he said that i am absolutely fine if uh, an ahir's daughter gets married to a muslim and there, there was a lot of controversy and he had to come and he had to express that uh, i never wanted to hurt anybody so local congress leaders were actually aware of the fact vikram that madam was defeated by his own brother's daughter punamben yes punamben Punamman <laughs> is doing a fantastic job, and the kind of popularity that lady has in Jamnagar is unmatched. Yeah. I, I have been to Jamnagar uh, during elections. I, I, I went there two, three years ago, and uh, right, I think Punamman became in 2014, and I was there in 2017, and then uh, probably will go back uh, uh, when I'm there. You know, you and of course Jamnagar being what it has with the refinery and all that. So, so. Ha, go on, yeah. In fact, the biggest zoo is coming up in Jamnagar. If you recall, no, no, I would like these. Uh, uh, see, that's another thing. You cannot, you know, Rahul Gandhi keeps talking nonsense about Adani, Ambani, all these people. You cannot come to Gujarat and demonize the private sector, man. And and trust me, people have. If there are issues with Adani and Ambani specific projects, question them. But people do have respect for what they have done. you know you cannot go to bloody jamnagar and see what is what what reliance's refinery has done absolutely not only this i mean see jamnagar is still uh, i mean it had all the facilities what adanis did in mundra a place where nobody was even ready to give a second look to that particular piece of land it was a wasteland they constructed one of the most successful ports over there and probably one of the highest amount of traffic is handled by that port Yeah. And you are demonizing them. Every single land owner—I mean, everyone who used to hold land over there—has become a millionaire overnight. So I don't understand. And then you had this nonsense controversy when you know I was at the Motera saying that oh, it's named Adani and and Reliance. Are you? It was always Adani Pavilion India. From when it was Adani Pavilion end. Well, I'm not when I was born, but I'm saying since I started watching cricket, it was Adani Pavilion end. Arey Baba, but see, I I ask my friends who are sympathetic to the Congress that see, boss, you have a problem with a stadium being named after the Prime Minister of India. Fine. First of all, the stadium doesn't come under sports ministry. It is a BCCI body, and BCCI is technically not a sports under sports ministry. It's a private body. Secondly, you have the highest uh, highest uh, sporting award of India named after Mr. Rajiv Gandhi. Mm-hmm. 
whose contribution to sports <laughs> i think we should uh, we won't even can cannot even write a line about him about his contribution to the field of sports i mean what contribution does he has he done to the field of sports mm. but still we have one of the rajiv gandhi khel ratna award is there named after him <laughs> still see that's that secondary people can have positions on them but i you know on namings of the stadium and stuff i personally am of the opinion ki you know maybe it was avoidable right now maybe it could have been done later i i i honestly don't know i don't have a position on it but if if i were to do it maybe after the prime minister's reign was complete that's when you could have had the renaming but in fact if you recollect in rajkot also the older cricket stadium if i'm not wrong you can just google it i think the older cricket stadium was named after madhav singh solanki uh, madhav singh india madhav singh Yeah, it was. I think so. I believe so. Yeah. yeah, but but so, and that's the thing, right? It it really depends on you know where you stand on it. Personally, like that is my favorite Old Trafford and stuff. So named after the name changes every few years, depending on the sponsorship. So I think it's it should be left with the individual individual cricket association. And if you have an issue with that, take it up with them. You know, or fight the elections and change the damn name. क्या फर्क पड़ता है? It's I think well, see we I don't know I see there are bigger experts sitting there as a, as as a common man I am seeing this I I often travel with uh, in in a cab or in a rickshaw and I have a word with I, while traveling while commuting I have a word with them and some time back I was I was traveling in a rickshaw and the rickshawala was from uh, Uttar Pradesh and the only thing he said was kya kaam kiya hai yahan pe ki hum to jaate gaon mein to batate these these fellows don't realize that they are mouthing of this kind of nonsense in, the, in wherever they go in, in those respective states but the migrant population which is staying here jab ye diwali mein holi mein jaate apne gharon mein they actually tell success stories about gujarat ki bas wahan pe kitna acha kaam ho raha hai wahan pe kitni security hai kitna development hua hai but yeah exactly but i mean my personal position is probably they should have waited a little bit if they wanted to i personally wouldn't have objected if they, if it happened but i i don't object it right now because i honestly don't think it's a big deal I it's a cricket stadium, yar. आपको जो रखना हो रखो. But it's a beautiful cricket stadium. I and a lot of people are like, you don't have a position. I was like, I don't. I mean, I I just don't. Yeah. I mean, it's not necessary. I mean, I have no problem. I didn't outrage when they named the uh, there is a Vyas Rajshikhar Reddy Stadium in Vizag or there is a Rajiv Gandhi International Stadium in Hyderabad. You know, you people could argue there is also any large okay. now if people really want to there was uh, the old stadium in um, uh, hyderabad was i think after named after lal bahadur shastri right they constructed a new stadium and they named it after rajiv gandhi you yes. know if people outrage why it was from lal bahadur shastri and you named it to rajiv gandhi and it not only this if you recollect just before 2014 elections if you can recollect hmm. the upa had just to get uh, ajit singh on board they renamed the lucknow airport as chaudhry charan singh airport <laughs> You remember the airport was renamed. Yeah. So this is, I mean, it's it's a non-controversy, and I I mean I I was okay had they kept the old name of the stadium, the Sardar Patel Gujarat Stadium, and uh, or but I'm I'm glad that the sports enclave is named after Sardar Patel because it's probably if Ahmedabad is going to be hosting a, a national international event like going to bid for the Commonwealth Games or even you know God forbid the Olympics or something, it would be hosted at the Sardar. Patel Sports Enclave. It's not going right. to. Be, it's not. I'm getting messages. I'm getting messages that whenever now the Cricket World Cup will be held in India, mm-hmm. the final match will be played in Motera Stadium, or the new. That I predicted from five years ago. I think <laughs> the, whole, the whole concept. No, why? I think the T20 World Cup final this year might be held at Motera. Possible. Yeah, very much possible. I mean, you have the biggest stadium in the world. Why the hell would you not hold it? Like, sure, and, and and Motera. I mean. 
I think we also need to have start having final. I would be even supportive if they had a final match of a major tournament in Indore. There are tier two cities, you know, or Ahmedabad is certainly not a tier two city, but beyond Delhi, Mumbai, uh, Kolkata, Bangalore, Chennai, we have to look at other grounds also and make sure that cricket goes everywhere. So that, that's my rant. But we completely forgot we were talking about Puducherry. So we'll finish with Puducherry and go to the recommendations. I think BJP has a chance of springing a surprise this time. And mm-hmm. there might be some spillover effect into Tamil Nadu from that. Not significant, but some areas bordering. And then there is also the demographic issue on the coastal Tamil Nadu side, where there might be a little bit of polarization as well. Yes, yes. I'm I'm hearing this. I'm hearing similar stories. Because I, I have CA friends over there. I have friends from other... Uh, networking organization and they are also sharing the same story in fact uh, one of the conspiracy theories is uh, they, i mean it might sound funny or it might sound interesting that uh, the entire election machinery of aia dmk is is having a tacit support of bjp i mean bjp is actually guiding them that how you should run state election machinery hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Because see, I think you know Tamil Nadu elections, it has been often been alleged that Tamil Nadu elections is all about money. Uh, who, who gives the highest amount, who, who sends out the highest amount of money actually wins the elections. And we had all those case schemes of pressure cooker and Mangal Sutra and computer. You know, I think that Jailalita and Karunanadi had come out with competing schemes with each other. Somebody exactly. said they will give Mangal Sutra, somebody said will give uh, 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 rice and education and uh, uh, cash incentive. So it's exactly. the entire is all about those incentives. And despite of this, if people are saying that BJP is in the reckoning, I think I, the, the state election leaders and the national leadership and the entire machinery should be appreciated for this. Yeah, absolutely. This is a different story, but if at all they are in the reckoning, people are seeing them as a, uh, into consideration, I think they must be appreciated for this. Absolutely. And then once, if they do come to power, which I hope they do, the only reason, I mean, apart from the obvious reason where I'd want to see Narayan Sami out, uh, the only reason I hope, another reason was, Get rid of this nonsensical Hindi, non-Hindi debate, man. It's just unbelievable. The kind of rubbish that is said on Twitter. My goodness. Moving forward, you know, um, so here is our take on Gujarat and the other states. I want to talk about recommendations this week. It has English subtitles. I don't understand Malayalam, yet I enjoyed it. The ending is beautiful. And when you watch this Drishyam 2, you almost feel that Drishyam 1 was literally just, you know, set up for what this you don't feel like this is a sequel coming eight years later eight or nine years uh-huh. later. it's beautiful is it, is it available on uh, ott platform no, it's on amazon prime it's on amazon prime okay yeah so uh please do watch it guys and please uh you know uh, um let me know what you thought about it it's it's it's, it's an excellent film what is your recommendation this week Chai? so my recommendation i think i'll go a bit offbeat i think i just started with it that uh because see my 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 uh, uh, my mother is from Saurashtra, my wife is from Saurashtra, so I have some amount of sympathy and some amount of attachment for Saurashtra. This time I'll, I'll recommend that you read about a, a, gent, a fellow called Jovidas Kumar. He, he was an outlaw and he had gone on a war with uh, the Maharaja of Bhavnagar. And eventually, when the father of Maharaja of Bhavnagar died, it was Jovidas Kumar who performed all the last rituals. Wow. And they called off their entire dispute uh, after the Maharaj of Bhavnagar said that, see, you you have acted as an elder brother. You did all the rituals after my father's death. Mm-hmm. I am ready to give. I have 7,000 villages under my command. At that point of time, Bhavnagar Riyasar had 7,000 villages under their command. And Maharaj of Bhavnagar said, that you, you take away all those amount of villages which you want. And Jogidas said, boss, you are my younger brother. I don't need any more villages from you. 
Absolutely. Wow. So you read about Devidas Kumar, and I think uh, uh, we have this uh, uh, that uh, artist. I'm, I'm missing his name. Uh, Bikudan Gadvi. Bikudan you heard Gadvi. about his. Mm-hmm. So Bikudan Gadvi's. You listen to his uh, Bikudan Gadvi's diary, where he actually refers about the entire story of Devidas uh, Kumar. Absolutely, and Maya Bhai Ahir, Maya Bhai. I think Saurashtra. So I, I, I would recommend that you tell your non-Gujarati friends about what Dairo is. Actually, it's just not just a folk uh, folk song. It's it's a story of bravery. It's a story of valor. And Dairo is actually meant to awaken the conscience of the people. Absolutely. So Self, like I, I actually saw a Dairo. They tried to do a Dairo in Houston. Kirsidan Garbi came and did a Dairo, right? Oh. Yeah, it was about three, three and a half, four hours. And he said this wonderful Gujarati line, uh, line in Gujarati. I'm going to say it in Gujarati and then I'll translate it. He's like, because dairos usually go on for a long time, sometimes even through the night, right? He's like, bhai, what he said was that this is like you have given me a bike. And given me a small bathroom and told me ride the bike in the bathroom. So I'll try to see how I can ride it. But that, that I mean, it's brilliant, right? And Bhikudan Gadvito is the legend of Daira. Yes, yes, yes. And he, he, so Daira is a very interesting um, folk form where you have there is music, there is storytelling, and there is humor. So, uh, uh, so there are two forms. Of- in fact, if, if if you if you know there are two forms of uh, f- uh, folklore uh, folk, folk stories in Gujarat. One is Daira. And the second is called Bhavai. If if you Bhavai. Are, we have Bhavai also. Yeah. Bhavai no, Bhavai no, no, because of the movie Ketan Mehta made, no, Bhavni Bhavai. So they, there, are, there are two movies, Bhavni Bhavai and uh, Manvini Bhavai. There were Manvini two movies. Bhavai. Two movies. Yes. And then also the song Bhavai, Evian Sanjay Dila Bansari talks about it in Hamdili So I think the uh, people outside of Gujarat do know about Bhavai, but they don't know much about Dairo. But uh, yes. Uh, but, but unfortunately now the, 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 there are very few uh, few artists of Bhavai who are left because pe- people and you won't believe our millennials, Gujarati millennials, uh, not many of them are actually aware of the difference between Dairo and Bhavai. Enlighten them that what is the difference between Dairo? People will think we are two uncles with lakhadis talking. We are very much the the new new Gujaratis as well, but we we, Chang and I are, and maybe we one day we'll do a whole podcast on the culture of Gujarat, and I do multiple podcasts on the culture of various states of India. It's just I need to learn more, I need to visit more, I need to talk about it with people more. But that's what we have Mind Podcast for. Yes. Thank you so much, Chang, for joining. This was so much. And Thank you so much Arit, uh, for giving me uh, this opportunity and it was really nice uh, talking and uh, sharing thoughts about elections and, and I'm sure uh, we will uh, in 2022 also I'm sure we will be in the but in 2022 we'll be certainly analyzing that why BJP is on a winning streak in Gujarat because who, who knows we might be doing that from the ground I, I really want to cover the assembly oh, most welcome, most welcome. so let, let's see if I make that trip to the hometown but uh, Sorry, that why, why, why it is significant 2022? I mean, victory in 2022. I think BJP will be then ahead of CPIM's performance in West Bengal. Yeah, that is true. That is true. Absolutely. And, no. and, and without having the people feel the threat that they did under the CPIM rule. Yes, yes. Exactly. <laughs> so, um, 
absolutely so uh, fascinating conversation jayank uh, guys i apologize if we went on the gujarat track a little bit longer than you guys expected but we just wanted to highlight all of this but you will want to hear what i have to say in 2 3 days from now as well where we talk about the history of hindus in america and how what um, how the whole uh, uh, hinduism has been covered or how india has been covered in the western press that's my topic for the next podcast in 2 days so you want to wait for that but thank you so much chaiank for uh, uh, joining us and we'll be back soon like us thank on facebook follow us on twitter subscribe our youtube channel thanks again from mind makers Thank you so much, Adit, for giving me the opportunity. It was really nice talking to you guys. Absolutely, thanks. Bye.